Are you ready to become the go-to in your industry without having to fake it till you make it? I'm Caroline Vanatta, and I teach creatives like you the key that unlocks radical confidence so you can be proudly known as a creative expert. We're going to have meaningful conversations here to highlight the mindset shifts it takes to become your industry's go-to and stop trading dollars for hours. Today, I'm talking with Anna and Mallory from Going Bold. They do branding and social media strategy. They love color. And I love this conversation because their story of how they came together is so fun. But they're also sharing some mindset shifts they did to get through slower months. And at the end, we talk about some polarizing topics in the industry, which is super fun. You're going to love this episode. And let's dive in. Well, we'll go ahead and dive in. So I'm so excited you guys are here today. Can you go ahead and share about your story, how you guys got here, how you met, and a little bit about your business now? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Anna, and I'm one of the co-founders at Bold and Pop, and then Mallory Musante as well. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Our story really started in New York City. I was actually working at a public relations firm and I was running the social media department and we were looking to expand. And so I needed a partner in crime and I did a Craigslist ad. We always joke, like we met via Craigslist. (laughs) This is why I posted a Craigslist ad and Mallory came in and I remember like looking at her resume and just thinking she was awesome already. And so she came in and I ended up hiring her and she moved to New York City. So that's really where our story starts. And then from there, we worked together at that PR firm for a couple of years. And then we kind of saw the writing on the wall that something was going to go down with our department. So we kind of went into like, okay, what's our next step going to be? And we looked into different job opportunities. Both of us just kind of started looking to like gauge what was out there. And we both realized we're like, man, like nothing is really making me excited. Like we had interviews and we're just like, I don't know. Like, I just don't know if this is what we're looking for. And so the conversation kind of casually came up of like, we already run our own department. Like we can do this on our own. Like, what are we doing? Like, why do we want to go work for someone else? Like, why don't we do something? Right. And I was looking for the flexibility like that. I mean, both of us really wanted that flexibility in general, just for our schedules and being able to like travel potentially and just do different things we wanted to do. But I am originally from Washington state where I live now and I was living in New York. And so that going back and forth and like only seeing family like a couple times a year, like, that sucked. So that was kind of one of my main motivating factors. And again, like Mallory wanted that flexibility as well. And two, like we were both just working in the social media department, but we had other passions. And so starting our own business, we would be able to kind of dive into that. So essentially that casual conversation of like, hey, should we start a business? (laughs) Turned into actually starting Bold and Pop. And so during that time when things, we were still working at the agency, we kind of just started to get the wheels in motion on like, okay, let's come, let's work on our website. Let's come up with our systems. Let's come up with our pricing and like all of the back end stuff. So when things really did go down, (laughs) ish went down is what we like to (laughs) say. 
<laughs> we were ready. And at that point, I mean, as ready as you can be to start a business, but we just decided, you know what? Okay, we're going to take a chance on ourselves and we are going to dive into this. So Mallory ended up getting laid off a little bit before. And then I joined her like a month or so later. So that's really where, you know, our story, where we originally met, kind of how we got going and kind of where we are now. <laughs> we were essentially shoved into entrepreneurship. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And like the funny part of that too is like, and I should add this is like Mallory had other businesses too, which she can talk about. But like, Mm -hmm. so I like to say I'm like the accidental entrepreneur because owning a business was like not on my radar ever. It wasn't one of my big goals, but like Mallory had that business experience. So like, I think going into a business, just, I had more security in that. Okay. Like Mallory knows kind of how to get going like she you know she has more of that business background um and I was kind of like I joke I was literally just posted something on Instagram a few days ago about like that meme about like how I got my business degree on Google because (laughs) you're like googling things and a lot of research is really where I learned a lot of stuff but yeah Mallory had that business I learned all the things on Google too so (laughs) (laughs) Mallory, tell us about your. I have a business degree, but I learned. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) College that they probably wouldn't like. (laughs) Mallory, tell us about your businesses. Like, what was your experience like jumping into Bold and Pop and starting your own thing with Anna? So when I was looking for a job and Anna hired me, I had my first company, which I started in college. Totally different. It was hand-painted shoes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So yeah, it was a lot of fun, but it's very hard to be the designer and run the business. And it was not, I mean, it was successful in its own right, but it wasn't mm-hmm. enough to, for something for me to be full-time at. Mm-hmm. So I decided to close that down because I realized that the part that I really enjoyed was actually running the business. Mm -hmm. So I closed that one down and then immediately started the new one where I was still working in like accessories, but I was essentially just purchasing from manufacturers and reselling them. So it was an online boutique that made me more money, still not enough to quit my job. So I was actually running that at the same time that we started Bold and Pop. And then Bold and Pop kind of just took off and I decided probably not quite a year later, but I was like, this is kind of what fills my heart. I love doing this. And this is what's kind of making me money. Let me just go all in on Bold and Pop. So I decided to close that one down too. Mm -hmm. How did you guys get your first clients? What did your first services look like? What did it look like when you were jumping into your business? So our first clients, I think we're friends, right, Anna? Like people we had already known. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had like a few different people that we kind of had been in touch with that needed like a website and like someone else that needed help with social media services. So it was kind of nice that we had some connections already. Mm-hmm. So we did a lot of that and then just kind of like networking a ton on mm-hmm. Facebook groups, Instagram, this all the places that we could possibly talk to people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. say we really put our social media skills to the test. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so we're used to representing clients and, you know, getting their names out there. We're like, okay, let's put our money where our mouth is. 
but yeah, I mean, Facebook groups in the early days were gold. I mean, that's mm-hmm. definitely where we secured some of our first clients when we were charging like pennies to get yep. experience. So, <laughs> and I think, I think that's like something worth diving into too, is like, we mentioned, like we both had that social media background experience. Um, and we've both been working in the industry for several years at that point. At this point, we've both been in the industry for over 10 years. And then we also, like, I did a lot of design stuff for the agency that we used to work for. And Mallory had some web design experience too. So when we opened Bold and Pop, that's the other part of our business that we really opened up and we got to kind of dwell into a little bit more. So that's especially where like, we didn't have as much experience on that side of the thing. So our projects were a little less expensive. And so it was just getting the experience and building our portfolio on that side of things. Mm-hmm. Where social media, we had a little bit, well, not a little, we had a lot more experience <laughs> um, at that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what kind of like strategies were you guys using? What was really working for you and your business? And what kind of mindset upgrades were coming along with that? So I think probably one of the biggest mindset upgrades was going from being panicked during slow months to being proactive. Mm. So Mm -hmm. we actually joke a lot that when we were, you know, in slower months panicking, do we need to get jobs? Like what's happening here? Like, Mm -hmm. can we pay our bills? What, you know, all the things that go through your mind when it's a slower month we actually just kind of took the initiative to make sure like we would, you know, kind of talk each other off the ledge a little bit and Mm -hmm. say, okay, what do we need to do? What has shown us that we can sign clients? Like how can we be proactive here? So a lot of that was just popping back into Facebook groups and both of us would be like, you know, we kind of have been slacking on that. Let's jump back in join some conversations, you know, if anyone's looking for work, we can talk to them. Back in those days, we were using Upwork too. Mm -hmm. So we would go on Upwork, see if there was anything remotely interesting, and we would just kind of put feelers out and everything. And the funny Mm -hmm. part is, is that when we were doing that, we would get an influx and inquiries and everything, but it wasn't necessarily the people that we were reaching out to. So I don't know what kind of magic the universe works for us, but just, I think changing that mindset and being like, okay, like we know what we need to do. We just have to do it and not panic. We know it's going to come back to us. I think sometimes we're still kind of working on that to be honest, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so that was like a really big one. And then most recently kind of shifting our money mindset has been also really big. So it kind of goes along the lines with panicking to proactive. So I think shifting from scarcity to abundance has been really important. And like full disclaimer, it's easier to do when you're making more money and living more comfortably. So I think both of us have been really focused on like, okay, like what can we do with our money? How do we make it go further outside of Bold and Pop? So we both just bought our first houses and kind of just like focus on like investing that way. I also noticed recently that I signed up for a, an online entrepreneur membership and nor- <laughs> it sounds so funny because it's like, $360 a year, I think. And like, now I'm like, that's not really that much. But like before I never would have spent that. Cause I'd been like, I don't know, is this worth it? Am I going to get my money back? And like the second I logged into the site, I was like, wow, you really should have done this like three years ago because there's so much material in here and it's really, really helpful. So just kind of shifting it from like, 
am I not going to get my money's worth to like, no matter what, if I learn one thing, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And living kind of more in that abundant mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then just kind of hopping, like tie that all together is like, I think just in general, something we've done a lot is do a lot of personal development work. And just like the having a business has really shifted wanting to do that work. I think before, I mean, both of us have always been very ambitious and, you know, goal getters and everything. But like, once you started a business, I realized how much more work I could do on myself and like having that self-awareness and just like also just different tools and strategies to build our confidence so that again, when we were in some of those panic mindsets, we knew that, Hey, we're being panicked. What can we do instead of this? So we kind of just got a lot more tools in our toolkits essentially on how to deal with the, you know, ever roller coaster adventure of being a business owner. Cause I think more than anything, it's just, it is. It's such a journey and so many ups and downs. Even when you're super successful, you're still going to have those ups and downs. So really doing that work individually, because we both had different things we needed to work on. I think that was really key and just something that being a business owner brought upon. Yeah, that's so good. And so many people have come across that where when you're in charge of your business, you're the one that's either pumping the brakes, who's panicking, telling the story about how clients aren't going to find me. My business is failing. Oh my gosh, where is this going? How am I going to pay rent? Or you're the one like you guys did. You can decide to start showing up, figuring out what had worked in the past, doing more of that. Mm -hmm smarter, not harder. I think that's so great. And I love that you guys have each other too. Cause you know, it's so important to just like have a biz bestie that you can come to when you're like having those panic moments that are not really warranted, but they're there. And so you guys have each other too. I don't know what that really looks like for you guys, but to hold each other accountable. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We actually joke a lot that we're each other's other half of our brain. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's truly like how, we, like, I can't imagine doing this without Mallory. And like, I mean, obviously we both bring different things to the table, but yeah, like just the actual back end of running a business. I mean, obviously the task we do too, but yeah, it's just so nice to have that other person to talk you off the ledge, especially like we're really good at kind of balancing each other out. Like sometimes I'll be going a little crazy <laughs> and I can be like, Anna, like take a breather, calm down. We're going to be fine. And then like the same vice versa. Like, you know, if Mallory's kind of stressed out about something, I can like, we can kind of take things back a notch and go, okay, like let's hold on a second. We have just those two perspectives, which is great. <laughs> yeah. And coming from somebody that started two companies on her own, mm. I highly recommend either having a business partner, which obviously isn't feasible for everyone, but at least having someone or more than one person to talk through ideas. And even if they like, aren't going to give you advice just to like be a support system is really important because it's tough (laughs) and Mm -hmm. it can be kind of difficult obviously for you, like my, my family's great. They're super supportive, but at the beginning they didn't quite get it. And they were like, you don't have all these benefits that a a job could get. And now my mom's like, Oh, I see why you're doing this. Like you're making a lot more money and you have actual more job security than you might before because you're in charge of it. So having somebody that kind of gets it and like understands it and doesn't, isn't going to necessarily discourage you and just kind of mm-hmm. getting your sounding board is super important. Yeah. And I think too, like, it's so funny because some of our like best ideas we've had in our business 
have just come from conversations <laughs> where we're checking in about something else and we end up on this crazy tangent and suddenly we like have a whole new service idea of like, oh my gosh, we should do this. Tonight. So it's like yep. just having someone else to talk to, even again, like Molly said, even if they're not giving you advice, talk through an idea is so gold. So like having an accountability partner or just like some kind of, you know, group that can support you or something like that. I think that's so important because literally that's where a lot of our best business ideas have come from. Just talking things out. We're mm-hmm. not even things we were actually like, hey, let's brainstorm our new service. Like we weren't even yeah. trying to do that. It's just kind of where we ended up. Can you guys share with everyone a few tips on how they can start making their branding pop, whether that's social media or their website? Can you just give us a little bit of your genius and what you do with your clients and things we can apply to our businesses? Absolutely. So I think the number one thing I would start with is showcasing your personality. I think especially as small business owners and people who are going to be working with you one-on-one, or even if you have products, like people like to see the person behind, you know, the actual product and why are you passionate about it? I think so many people are afraid to show their personalities and whatnot because, you know, people might not like them or like they're just afraid to put themselves out there. And that's such a great way to actually build a connection with people. And like, you know, if you're writing towards your ideal audience, and I think that's a key too of like finding your ideal audience, like who do you want to work with? Who are your ideal, you know, people who are buying your products? talk to them like you would want to be talked to. So I think like with our personal brand or our business brand, we're really personal in our approach. Like we really like to feel like we are just your friends on the internet and you know, we're going to talk to you like we talk to our girlfriends. And like, that's been so key for us. We're not like a corporate kind of firm. And so whatever your business is, just don't be afraid to highlight your personality. And also, you know, just, yeah, your personal interests too, because Anything you kind of highlight, you're giving someone else a commonality of something you might have like a shared interest. So like, for example, on social media, like obviously we share about branding and web design and social media and our projects and all of that good stuff. But also we're both like crazy plant ladies. And so on the weekends, sometimes we're buying plants and we love to like just talk about that because we like that stuff. We're also crazy dog ladies. So like we share dogs <laughs> and like, so people who are also crazy plant ladies or crazy dog people, they're like, oh yeah, I get these people. Like they're my peeps, you know, like I share some videos of my dog in the closet all the time. We love my closet <laughs> all around. And like the people who are those kind of people, you know, they're not going to go, oh, they're not sharing business things. They're like, oh, that's funny. And it's a connection. Now we, you know, we connected over my dogs. We're both, you know, dog people. So like, even showing some of those personal things on your own website of like, obviously you're going to show who you are, your background, why people actually want to work with you or buy your products or any, like that's the most important part, but having some of those personal traits too, which kind of leads into that next point of just showing up for your audience. And this is like, if you want to be personal, having your picture on your website, having it on social media, it's, I mean, this is actually Mallory and I were talking earlier of like, this is something we've been working on throughout our business, but my like phrase of the year is showing up. And it's because when you are working on your business, you're often kind of behind the scenes and you get busy and you're not really like having your face on there as much. And so I'm trying to have our face more on social media because it's again, another way for people to personally connect with you. So on your website, you should definitely have, you know, a photo, at least one photo of yourself, if not more. 
So people, again, can, it's just all about building those personal connections because people want to work with people that they connect with. They want to buy from people they connect with. Like it's just, especially in such an oversaturated market of just all the things, that's what really can set you apart. So I think doing both of those things of really highlighting your personality and just being visible in your own branding and on your own social media, because that it's just when people are constantly seeing your face and whatnot, they're building that connection with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to go along with that, I would also say, don't be scared to be different. So kind of part of the showing your personality, you know, we kind of mentioned, Anna mentioned that, you know, if they don't like dogs, they're still going to think it's like funny or whatever, just kind of not being too concerned because there's always going to be someone like out there that kind of resonates with that. And then also another thing is something that we didn't particularly maybe do this on purpose, but we've noticed it throughout that like a lot of other social media firms or um, web design firms, they're not super bright and colorful like we are. And it actually has worked to our benefit because we stand out a lot more. So it shows people we can do obviously bright and colorful, but we also have some branding and web design projects that aren't, that we still highlight on our website and everything and social media and all of that. So just our own branding. It's funny because we actually still have like men come to us and we're always like, what about us resonated with you? Like, I want to know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because obviously men can be attracted to bright and colorful, but it's just a less common for that to happen. But a lot of them actually say like, you're different. You, you kind of like, we can see that you get the branding. So you'll get our brand too and help us translate that into our own vision and everything. So don't be scared to be different with your branding or color palette, anything that you put out there, it actually could help you stand out from the competition. And what I love about what you guys just shared is anybody can do it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. take an investment or like crazy hours showing up as you are being who you are, kind of highlighting how you're different and just being authentic and creating those authentic connections. Anybody can do that. They can do that before working with you guys, before, you know, getting custom branding or whatever. And Mm -hmm. it's so powerful and so impactful. Definitely. We actually are, we joke that we're cheap, but we like to keep our own expenses super lean. So we try to give people you know, valuable tips and everything that they can do on their own. And then if they do need more help, then yeah, hire a professional, outsource it. But a lot of it you can actually do on your own. Yeah. Yeah. It's just all about those relationships. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. no different than just the normal world on like, if you want to, you know, have people who you, you got to reach out, you got to make those connections, whether it's mm-hmm. how you're putting yourself out there, but also how you're interacting with other people. And I think that you know, if you're willing to do the work, you can, you know, you can get those connections and whatnot too. Mm -hmm. So awesome. What are some things you guys are seeing going on in our industry right now that you want to touch on and are not a fan of? So I think like the first, and we're just like thinking about, you know, like some polarizing topics in the business industry and like what our thoughts are on them. So the first one that we really are passionate about is people who talk about being overnight successes um, and how, you know, you see on it, you scroll on Facebook or Instagram all day, you'll see, you know, six figures in six months and 
make, you know, replace your corporate income within two months of your business. And, oh, I retired my husband after working in my business for three months. And I'm not saying that those things are impossible because certainly people do it. There are unicorn businesses out there that make it happen. But I just think so many, it's a damaging, just, you know, I just think it's a damaging thing for the most part, because most people starting a business aren't going to see that same success that quickly. I'm not saying you're not going to see it ever, but like that quickly, it's just kind of this illusion, I think that people are being sold on. And then the problem is when you are starting a business and you're like, dang, I'm a year in and I'm not making six figures. And my, like people might give up and go, oh, I'm a failure. I didn't, you know, I didn't do this right. And I think going back to mindset, that is such a crappy thing to hit your ego and just affect the way you're actually doing the work that you're trying to accomplish. So I think just in general, the overnight success thing drives me insane. Every time I see those, I'm just like, oh my gosh. And we talk about numbers and stuff at our business sometimes too, but like just not in that context. You will never see us sell something like that because that's what they're doing at the end of the day. They're trying to sell you on their product. And they're saying, if you do this strategy, you're going to do the same results that I do. And that's just, I don't know. It's not great. Plus there's another problem with that is you don't know what the heck they're actually tracking. Like, what is six figures? Because yeah. why is everyone so obsessed with six figures on another level? Because some people, you know, you can live a great life and not make six figures, like depending on where you live. Like when I was living in New York, like both of us were living in New York City. Yeah, it's a little bit more expensive. Um, <laughs> but like if you're living somewhere else, you might not even need to chase that. You might just be chasing this unrealistic dream that for what? It's just a vanity number, right? And like, but the problem is a lot of people how are they measuring that? Like net sales and growth sales are very different. So if you tell me you have a six-figure business, and I've seen a lot of people even do it like this, it's like, well, they say they've had a six-figure business after three months. And you're like, huh, like, think about that for a second. Three months, your business is only three months old. How do you have, you know what I mean? Like they're going off of like, well, I'm making X amount of money a month. So I'm on a six-figure rate. But like, that's, not really you haven't haven't actually had a year of six figures you know yet Mm -hmm. and like what are your expenses like are we talking growth because businesses can easily and not totally easily but like you can have a six-figure business but you're spending like say you're making 100 grand for easy metrics you're spending 50,000 on advertising you didn't make a hundred thousand dollars so you're also just selling people short so I think more than anything why just that whole topic drives me crazy is it's just that comparison game and I just think it's gonna hurt more people in the end than motivate them because I know I was even affected by it at the beginning too because our business has been we weren't an overnight success like we worked our booties off you know like we really didn't start making the money that we wanted to until we were four years in and that doesn't mean we were a slow success either like we were continuously growing a lot each year But yeah, that comparison game, it's just a dangerous, you know, route to go under. So that's definitely, (laughs) you can hear one of my passion points, things that drive me crazy that I see all over the internet. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's so good because there is this whole back picture, not only of how long have you been building your audience and nurturing them and yeah. Are you hiring coaches? Are you using ads? What tech expenses do you have behind that? Because 
I don't know, it's not as sexy to lay out all the numbers. It's cool to see what's possible, but yeah, not always the whole story is shown. And like, and you said it, it's, what are you making that mean for yourself? If you're like mm-hmm. not as fast as you want in your business or you, you know, have only made 20,000 in your first year, but you worked your tail off. It's like, are you making that mean you're less than, or that your business isn't going to be successful? It's like, mm-hmm. no, you guys worked your butt off for four years. You're in a place that you love in your business and that's possible for people. And maybe we need to be highlighting that story more of what that takes, what that feels like, and that that's so possible. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And to kind of go off of that, that's also kind of in the comparison game and also the overnight success is there's kind of like this talk of, you know, you don't need to like hustle all the time or where you do need to hustle all the time. And I personally think that it kind of depends. It depends on who you are, how you work, you know, there's different seasons. So we actually talk a lot about this, just the two of us when we're kind of just chit-chatting about just business in general. And we, we hustled a lot in the beginning and it kind of got us to a place where we are now, where we are, we don't take as much time off as we thought we would with our flexible schedules. So this year we are mandatory 20 days off. Mm. We actually have to like make ourselves take time off because we love our business. Mm-hmm. So we hustled all the way up until then. If we hadn't done that, would we be where we are? I don't know. Even now, like sometimes I work on the weekends or we work at night and stuff. And sometimes it's just easier to do that, to be perfectly honest. I can easily focus on coding or whatever the task is without distractions. So sometimes I prefer to do that super early in the morning or at night or on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of just have to see like, how, do you, how are you most productive? How can you make the most of your time? What works for you? If you're just exhausted and you need a break, take a break. Just like listen to your body and yourself and you know, no one's journey to success is ever going to be the same. So you can't replicate it. You can't compare what other people are doing because we're all individual and different and just kind of have to see what works best for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's so good because I even feel this sometimes like I'm embarrassed to be working at night or something or on the weekend. Exactly. Like, like you said, but one, I love my business Two think there's, they're less distracting and why not take the freedom to work when you want? Like, Mm -hmm. why wouldn't Mm -hmm. we just lean into that even more? And so, so many other people also, they don't love what they're doing like you guys do and like I do. And so we want to be in our business. We don't want to take a month off or something. We're like, are you kidding me? I love my clients. Why would I do this? And that's a piece for so many. And it's so amazing that you guys have found that too. Yeah. Well, and I think it's so interesting to see that shift because I think even, you know, so we started a business in 2015 and I feel like when we were starting our business, there was way more of the hustle conversation on like, you had to hustle, you had, you know what I mean? Like that, mm-hmm. that was more the drive. And now like, you know, five years later, everyone's kind of like, no, anti-hustle. And so it's like, I think with any of these, you know, kind of polarizing topics, it's just important about figuring out what you want, what makes you happy, what works for your business and mm-hmm. live that. Like that's what you just need to own that. And I mean, also you're not just automatically going to know what works. You got to test it. You know, you got to trial and error. Yeah. This is all trial and error and a little bit of luck or a lot of of luck. So 
I think that's the thing. It's like, you know, it is, it's totally just saying what works for you and making sure that your values and your goals align with what you want for your life. Not because someone else tells you mm-hmm. that that's how you need to run your business mm-hmm. or what your life needs to look like. I think that's one of the biggest things of just figuring out what works for you mm-hmm. and what doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. Those are our two like really big, we can talk about these for a really long time. If we had no time limit, we would go crazy. (laughs) Those are are so good. So if people want to learn more about you, where should they go? They can go to our website, which is boldandpop.com. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Twitter, Pinterest, all the things, and it's boldandpop.com or boldandpop for the handles. Amazing. Yeah. And then we also have our own online community for other fellow business owners, side hustlers, and bloggers called Going Bold. It's like hashtag Going Bold. We also do a blog series on our blog where we highlight fellow entrepreneurs and it's the same group of people essentially, but that's another Facebook group. So if you want to come hang out with us, you can find us over there too. So amazing. Thanks guys so much for coming on. Thank you. It was fun. Thanks for having us. Thank you for being a part of the creative expert movement. Share this episode with a friend or on social media. So together we can empower creatives to charge more, work less and fall back in love with their businesses. If you're ready to jump in and become a creative expert, I have a free training where you'll find out yes or no, if you're ready to launch an expert product, like a course coaching or in-person event, go to become a creative expert.com and DM me on Instagram. Instagram while you're watching so that together we can make a custom plan for you to become your industry's go-to leader. Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Expert Podcast. I'll see you next week.